Hello, children. Today's episode features Nico Ramos. He was a radio DJ for 10 years at Magic, an editor for Slam Magazine, and is now the director for brand content at Titan. I want to bring in some friends to the show and uh, because I want you guys to hear their stories. I want to bring in uh, guys that, you know, um, with weird career paths, ultimately they have they have strong passions and that eventually led to career success. Nico has always been a hoop junkie. He loves and breathes basketball. And you'll hear in the episode that he just does what he wants to do. And by doing that, the opportunities came. The career advancement and, you know, the success came naturally. I personally can attest to to that, that the most unsuccessful time in my life was when I wasn't happy and I was doing stuff that I didn't actually like doing. And because Nico was, you know, happy, he was enjoying what he was doing, he didn't care about work hours. He wasn't stressed. And he wasn't feeling the, oh shit, what is the meaning of life? Because he was living life. He was enjoying so I hope you guys enjoy this episode and subscribe to the podcast. And I'm also doing a mailbag for this show. So if you have any questions about career, um, how to manage your boss, um, anything, email me at foreverhappydad at gmail.com. Okay, all right. Uh, so we have Nico Ramos. Um, he is the editor in chief of Slam Philippines. He's the director for brand content in Titan. He has a podcast called Call to Arms, and he has an Instagram feed that most hoop junkies would kill for. <laughs> Hi, Nico. Hi, Jim. Thanks Stop, a lot. Thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the kind words. Uh, okay, so my first question is: Are you happy right now? Um, I mean, pandemic aside, um, yes, pandemic, everything I think will be pandemic <laughs> aside, pandemic aside, local politics aside. Um, I, I think in the context of, of career and, uh, where my personal life is, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think I could have imagined you know, 10 years ago that I'd, I'd be in this place and I'd be, you know, this happy. So yeah, very, very happy, very blessed. Well, Siguro, that's where I want to you know that's where I, that's what i want to talk about because the first time that you and i you know hung out so there were drinks involved and <laughs> i know again i am not the most sociable guy and you know uh, i always say this on the pod you know and i know when it's bro at first sight yeah and i have very i'm very picky with my bro manses and that night we connected about basketball all these things Anyway, um, I, you know, I always heard you on the radio and, pero I was like, when I, sinabi ko sabi, ko, he's the guy from Titan, diba? So anyway, that's, uh, yun yung gusto kong malaman na, 
Like, how did you get there? Like, from what? Where did you? How did you start? Like, after college? Like, what happened? Um, well, after my failed PBA dreams, um, <laughs> which I think is common between uh, so many of us and so many of of your listeners, I think at some point we all thought we were going to play basketball for a living. That was very quickly and very clearly made uh, mm-hmm. made clear to me that that wasn't a possibility. So I went to school in UP Los Baños. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got into a, a radio org there. So a stu- parang, student radio, parang college radio org. And then one of the older guys on that, on that org, a friend of mine told me, hey, you know what? You should try out for junior jocks ng magic. Um, so in college, I was doing that. I was shuttling back and forth um, from Los Baños to Mandaluyong late at night to train and Damn. stuff like that. So I kind of thought to myself, okay, um, you know, if if they'll have me, um, if I have a job here in the future, if I get good enough to be a DJ, I'll get into radio. Um, so that's kind of where I really got started. Um, started out as a pinch hitter as a weekender graveyard guy on radio. Sorry, uh, what's a pinch hitter? A pinch hitter is if if the good ones are sick, um, then you are on call. Um, <laughs> sometimes at an hour's notice. Um, so from LB, big quantity, like someone is sick, pasoka. Oh, um, especially on the weekends. Um, so that was what I was doing when I was a junior jock. So if they say sometimes parang Friday, college life, diba? especially in LB, everyone's living in dorms and stuff like that, long curfew. Mm. So, you know, sometimes it's a Friday night, your friends say, hey, you know, let's, let's go, let's go. We didn't really go out in Los Baños. Let's go to <laughs> someone's house and then just drink. And then I'd get a text message and say, hey, so-and-so DJ who's going to do 6 a.m. tomorrow is not feeling well. So we're going to need you to fill in. So automatically, you're like, all right, guys, got to step out. I have to be on the bus um, to, to sub. So I did that. I had 10 years of radio. So, And for you to do that, I mean, that must have... What did you love about it? Um... I I love the I love the challenge of it. Uh, I love being different in terms of background from everyone else who I was meeting in the industry, um, because you know everyone else at that time was you know either very very well situated, uh, very well connected. They had you know their their careers to speak for them. Um, and if you were a newcomer at that time, a lot of the newcomers were people who were either well connected or were you know city kids. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember this one time I was a junior jock. They told us, "Hey, we, uh, Magic has a movie screening," and I said, "Okay, where?" And they said, "Greenbelt," mm-hmm. and I didn't know where Greenbelt was. Uh-huh. Um, my family's from Marikina, um, okay. and I pretty much stayed inside Marikina, Eastwood, na outer border. I was living in Marikina, <laughs> and then I went to school in Los Baños, Laguna. So everything else that was kind of like in the middle, I didn't know. Um, I didn't. Parang I, I never hung out in BGC until like I was working. <laughs> so, so I I was kind of like parang challenged by it, you know. Like parang I always have basketball as an analogy, so I was always like parang okay, you know, I want to see how far I can get here just based off of skill and hard work alone. Um, so you know that kind of that kind of motivated me, and you know I'm I'm always going to be thankful because Magic was 
Magic was a a place that kind of really encouraged that. Um, there was healthy competition between myself and you know all the other super talented young DJs at the time. And you know more often than not, it was always hey whoever is the best out of you. I don't care if you know I don't care um, if you're you know popular if you know so and so or whoever. Um, the best one's gonna gonna get the gig. Um, oh, so so that was that was really kind of motivating for me because I felt like okay, you know, this is a, I guess in a small town, parang you know, small town Napoleon instinct at that time. <laughs> na parang ah, okay, uh, I'm gonna try to you know, overachieve here. Um, so so yeah, I mean, um, ten years. I didn't I didn't realize it then also until I was uh, just about to leave. Parang ten years sa palawas radio. You you mentioned na. Um, People in Los Banos, they, they had this parang vision of them, like what uh, what success would be, diba? Ano yun? What were, parang for you, like ano yung pressure na, Nico, you should be this. Parang if you're not this, you're not successful. Yeah, because I was around much, much more intelligent people in, in UP Los Banos because it was a science campus. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really known for its agri courses, its economics courses, and its vet med and engineering courses. So there are only two non-BS courses in, in UPLBS. So it's BA Sociology and uh, BA Com Arts, which is what I took up. Of course. Um, so a lot <laughs> of your classmates, a lot of your friends, a lot of my teammates on the basketball team there, you know, they had plans. You know, they're, They were going to be engineers. They were taking up agricultural economics um, mm-hmm. and you know, they really had career paths ahead of them. And, you know, if, if you take up COM, uh, COM is like, you know, they, they bring you into it and saying, dami mong options, dami yeah. mong options after college. But pag medyo patapos na yung college, you're looking at it going, uh, I don't think, I don't think madaming options is always a good <laughs> thing because you don't know what you're going to specialize in. You don't know what you're going to do. Um, my minor was theater, um, oh, and wow. I just and I just made props um, for four years. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, sa was, akin, sa amin was mine was com uh, tech management, communication technology, and management, and the same thing, man. Like, parang parang after four years, I had to uh, parang I had to find the answer. Ano ba ang com? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ano ba ang com? Parang, who am I communicating to? <laughs> parang naalala ko lang like after the fucking four years, it's like, I passed, philo- I parang, I passed philosophy and dami rin mga finance shit, you know, and so parang, after the four years, like, sino ba ang dapat kausapin ko? Sino ba yung, who am I communicating to? And when I was graduating, what they told me was, nah, if you have a if you have a com degree, you have an advantage because you know every company needs someone who's good in communications, magaling magsalita and stuff like that. But I was part of a radio org of mm. people who were all you know very you know very well versed in speaking and stuff like that. Pero yung course nila <laughs> engineering, <laughs> agriculture. So parang okay, magaling na magsalita to. May science degree ba? <laughs> Paano ako? Puro boka lang? <laughs> Parang puro talkies lang ako? Parang medyo, medyo mahirap yun ah. So I, I really found radio as a way to kind of really exploit what it is I learned in school. And I think maganda yung sinabi mo na like for the, I, I guess like for the, for, for the first time it felt like 
walang bias, walang um, hindi para oy anak ni ano yan ah. So uh, therefore or his dad knows this guy and you know that, and just to share that's that's how I felt like um going into music kasi right. Um in college the, everyone was getting the internship at Smart and Globe and all these things and then ako um well one I didn't want to ayoko san ayoko makipag uh ayoko may pagsuntukan doon you know what I mean and right and but when we when we got to music it was like who cares like whoever the people will like they will like it doesn't right. matter like if ganong ka galing ka ganong ka whatever it wala swertihan lang and i mean and sipag swertihan yeah. sipag so so in 10 years as a radio dj um in those 10 years did you ever think of i think i need to get a a day job um it, it's so funny because when i was growing up parang day job was the enemy parang mm. i had such a skewed and obviously wrong um perspective of what a day job was um mm. And I guess I was a little immature. I guess in my earlier years, I didn't cut out for the day job. I mean, if you ask people who listen to our radio show, especially the people I did the radio show with, I had a tough time making it on time um, to the 6 a.m. start of the show. I was notoriously um, late. Um, but you know, I, I always felt that ah, it must be so boring you know, sitting there. Um, corporate attire, Excel sheets, having to do the same thing over and over again. Um, and I'm, you know, I was having fun being on the radio for three or four hours per day. Um, if it was, you know, I, I I worked a little bit in in the in the. I started out as a courtside reporter in the UAAP, and then I moved to the PBA. You know, I would call games at night. I moved back eventually to ABS to call the UAAP. So for three, three and a half months per year, I would do games every now and then, and then host events. Um, so parang medyo, okay na, saya na ako dun eh. Yeah. Saya na ako dun eh. Um, I think the... Um, and then I had the opportunity to write for SLAM. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, because of my exposure to, to basketball as a commentator... Um, when that was because me, of a trip, diba? Parang you, you met the. Parang kung that was that 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 opportunity to to write for Slam was parang by chance or something like. Parang you, my move to my move to Titan was was by chance off of a trip. Ah. So so Slam is so Slam is published in the Philippines by by Titan. So okay. so yeah, coming up to my tenth year in radio, I was I think. Uh, two years in as editor in chief of of Slam, um, and then for the first time, you know the the company Titan and Slam decided, hey, you know we're being invited to Shanghai for the NBA games in in Shanghai. I think the mm. the Wolves and the Warriors were playing, so they're like, you know, it's a it's a chance to see Kevin Durant with mm. with the Warriors. So, you know, we should go. Um, so at that time, it was the CEO of, of Titan, Dennis, um, and as well as one of the founders um, of Titan and someone who's now our special projects director, si Raul. Um, and Raul was my direct boss at SLAM. So uh, uh, 
additionally to his responsibilities in the Titan side of things, he was also managing the Slam side, which is kind of like uh, one small department at Titan. Um, and Raul brought his wife with him. So it was the four of us uh, on the trip. So naturally, during the downtime, um, see Raul would kind of be with his wife. They'd go around Shanghai. Um, and then our CEO and myself, you know, we, we were together. I tagged along with him. Um, and he was meeting some of his former colleagues. He used to work at Nike. They both did. Um, so he was meeting some of his former colleagues at, at Nike who were working in um, Nike at the Nike campus in Shanghai, um, and he likes he like he likes to likes to walk. Eh? So he, we we walked around Shanghai. We were visiting some of the stores there, just market visits for him, and you know we were just you know we were just kind of talking. We were just kind of talking. Um, the backstory is at that time. Um, I was given an offer um, by Fox Sports, who I was hosting a TV show for and producing a TV show for at the time. And they wanted to put up their own local sports website. Um, and you know, my, my friends there at Fox Sports said, hey, do you want to be editor-in-chief of you know, this website at Fox Sports? I'll open up opportunities for you. Um, so I went to Raul before we left for Shanghai and I said, hey, you know, I have this job offer. I, I love Slam. I don't want to leave Slam, but you know, it's a, it's a competitive offer. Um, I don't think I can, you know, responsibly just kind of like turn it down. I don't, you know, I don't come from money or anything like that. So, you know, it, it made sense for me financially. And Raul told me, just hang on, just try to buy as much time as you can. Um, you know, obviously we can't match it just off of the Slam side alone, but Maybe there's an opportunity for you on the Titan side, which is the larger side of the company. So I was like, okay, Sigel stall. So when we were in Shanghai, we were talking, me and me and me and Dennis, our CEO. I didn't know that was essentially kind of like a job interview, na pala. Uh-huh. So he was just talking to me. Parang parang sabi mo, like parang just you know, parang bro at first sight. Um, uh-huh. Up until that time, I I only casually knew um, Dennis, naman eh, the same way na parang. If you work in a small department part-time for a company, you only casually know the CEO. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were together there, you know, parang we were he's super down to earth. We were roommates. Um, and then, you know, we were just talking for I think the three or four days that we were there. And then when we got back from Shanghai, less than a week later, you know, they say, Hey, you wanna come to the office? We just wanted to talk to you. Um, and that's when they presented me with the opportunity of you know, hey, um, we want to open up a new um, department um, on the retail side on Titan. And, you know, we want to call it brand content. And it's kind of really rethinking the way we do marketing, the way we um, we promote product and promote the brand. And, you know, do you want to come in and, and head it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I jumped at the opportunity. My first year, I was doing both. I was still doing radio and I was still doing stuff for Titan and Slam. Um, and at the end of that, and at the end of that year, I kind of decided na parang, ah, okay, um, medyo, this is a crossroads na in, in my life. I want to be able to see what I can do um, from a content perspective um, and learn as much as I can in this industry. And I feel like I owe it um, maximum amount of focus and attention and time. So at that time, I was also doing the morning show at Magic with Simo and mm. si Sam O and si Sam had left. 
um, the radio show and I felt like, okay, I feel like I've accomplished what I can accomplish at radio. Um, I feel like, you know, I don't have anything else to prove here, which is one of the main motivations why I even started and stuck with radio because I always felt like I had something to prove. Um, so yeah, I guess it was just, okay, new challenge, you know, new, new arena where there's stuff for you to kind of prove. Um, and then that's when I made the jump and, uh, haven't looked back since. Oh, nice. Damn. But, so, during that time, when you were, uh, when you were in Shanghai, how big was Titan? Um, at that time, Titan was on its seventh year, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, it had seven stores across Metro Manila. Um, the web store um, was really starting to really take off. I think uh, the, the spending habits and the shopping habits of people started to drift more towards online at the time. Um, and then, you know, we were really, we were really gaining a lot of momentum um, with our brand partners, you know, Nike primarily, Jordan brand, Adidas and stuff like that. And we could really tell when we were in, in Shanghai, the way the people were talking to us there, you know, people from Nike, um, other retailers there in, in China and from across the world, they were talking to us and they were like, oh, we've heard about your brand. Oh, we like, we like this about your brand. We like how you guys have a distinct branding voice and look um, and experience for your customers. Um, so, you know, at, at that time, commercially here in the Philippines, obviously, I think they were all, already very, very big. Um, but I think we could all recognize then um, that, you know, there was an opportunity to really ramp it up um, and to really kind of take advantage of um, uh, our positioning, our branding, um, and our relationships with other brands. Because from, like, again, from an outsider's point of view. Right. Um I just saw, parang bigla na lang eh, like, oh my God, like, uh, Titan, like, it, parang it just became as, uh, I saw it the same as like, if I need to buy anything from Nike, I'll go to Titan. Parang, nag, parang bigla na lang siyang naging ganun. Right. And then, so, but what I never, what I, what I don't know is, when did the barbershop concept, did that come first? Was it a... It was always, uh, so when it opened in 2010, the first store was in Burgos, Burgos Circle in BGC. Um, it already had, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think three or four barber chairs inside. So the original concept was always, you know, a barber shop and a sneaker store, kind of like all together. Um, you know, I think it stems back to, you know, for so many of us before barbershops were all of these parang artisan, mm. fancy um, experiences, yeah. you know, parang premium lounge and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the spirit of your neighborhood, you know, barberia has always been, you go there, puta ka doon, andun yung jario, yeah. habang nagpapagupit ka, yung airpat mo, nasa likod, binabantayan yung gupit mo, pero kausap niyo yung barbero mo kasi... Uh, 25 points si Patrimonio kagabi. Yeah. Pagtatalunin nila kung mas magaling si Alvin o si Benji. Um, yeah. those, those were my memories always. And I think parang that's also where it, where it stems from. Na parang why for the founders of, of, of Titan, they were always like, always like the barbershop experience and basketball. Sobrang magkadikit niyan. Sobrang, if you walk into any neighborhood barbershop, malamang sa malamang, 
basketball pinag-uusapan doon. Um, so, yeah. So, that's always kind of been ingrained in the, the identity of the brand. Yeah. I would say, though, that like um, the more recent barbershops that I've gone to, Parang hindi yata, parang hindi basketball yung vibes. <laughs> parang wala na masyadong kwentuhan eh. Yun yung parang, ano eh. Parang ano nga eh, like, um, like, ilang years na yung scotch nila. Ganun na yung, uh, okay. medyo, uh, ano lang, hindi <laughs> <laughs> hindi patrimonyo or something. Uh, fancy, fancy na. Fancy, fancy. fancy. Uh. So, when you were, nung sinabay mo in the first year, ay, wait lang. Sorry, sorry. So, okay, sorry. When in your first year na sinasabay mo, what was your schedule like? Oh, it was I lived in the building of the radio station. Mm-hmm. So, it was um 6 a.m. the show would start. It would end at 9. Um work starts at 9 um in in BGC. Um, so they kind of gave me a pass and we're kind of like, all right, you know, he's going to come in a little late every day. Um, so I would try my best to, you know, towards the end of our, our radio show, because a lot of it's just, you know, commercials we need to get to and stuff like that. So there's, uh, some understanding on both sides of Magic and Titan. So at around my 8.45, 8.50, I'd be rushing to get out of the station. Based now on for work, I'd have everything I'd need. Um, and then get in my car and then get over to the office. I'd, if you know, On a good day, I'd get there maybe before 10. And then that's a full office day um, up until 6. You clock out at 6. If I had, uh, if I had an event um, that I had to host or Damn. something like that, then you know, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd go straight to it. If I was commentating a UAAP game, if, whether it was... If galing kang BGC, parang talo ka eh. If yeah. papunta kang Araneta, talo ka. If papunta kang Moa, talo ka pa rin. <laughs> Either way, traffic eh. Um, but if I was if I was gonna go to a game, um, then I'd have to get us, you know, get my meetings done. Uh, make sure parang we we had we were prepared for um, whatever we need to we needed to create as far as content wise for Titan, and then you know just jet over to the game. Um, and then, you know, do that. So it was a lot of working on my phone and, you know, and, and things like that. And the things that you were worried about, yung Excel sheet, um, corporate attire, ano? Um, so that's the funny thing. I'm, I'm, I'm glad na parang Titan is, is very, very lax when it comes to, um, corporate office um, attire. Um, so mm-hmm. they, you know, uh, I, I think comfort and functionality is our best, uh, our top priority. Um, okay. So like if, you know, like parang if I came in in a hoodie, okay lang. If I came in in a t-shirt, okay lang. Um, it's funny eh, because in, in our building, you know, the guards or the people at the lobby, the people who operate the elevators, alam na alam na nila if taga-Titan kay, Kasi ikaw lang yung hindi naka-button down. Ikaw lang yung, <laughs> ikaw lang yung hindi naka-slacks. Parang pag pumasok doon, tapos naka-t-shirt ka, sir, taga-Titan ka. No? Um, the, the Excel sheets are something that uh, is, to this day, I am trying to get better at. Um, the, the story I always tell is one of... Um, one of my teammates at Titan who reports to me, 
I think it was my first month, um, came up to me and said, um, Sir Nigo, pwede ko bang, pwede ba mag-offset this Friday? Mm-hmm. Uh, ako, since I was new and stuff like that, syempre, you're trying to win, you know, everyone's uh, affection and cooperation. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I want to be a, I want to be a kind boss. So I'm like, sure, no problem, pare. Sige, offset mo lang yan Friday. As soon as I said that, I stood up, I got out of my office, I went into the, uh, I went to talk to our head of HR, who's one of my best friends at the company, and I asked her, I said, Chichi, what does it mean offset? She's like, huh? She's like, I don't know. Because she knows if she offset. Sound like that big of a... So like something as simple as that. Na parang, ah, okay, nag siya ng weekend, you offset niya, parang hindi na siya pumasok this Friday. Yung pala ibig sabihin, no? So even like parang things like that, I didn't know. I didn't know how to file parang reimbursement. <laughs> gastos ako ng gastos my first year at Titan and then someone told me, you know, you can reimburse this, di ba? So parang, ah, hindi ako marunong mag-liquidate ng mga resibo. Um, so, you know, stuff like that that's basic to anyone who's had, you know, even the smallest uh, corporate experience. Ako, at that time, my late 20s at the time, I didn't even know what it was. Kasi, wala eh. Sa radyo naman, parang wala naman ganun. <laughs> time in, time out ka lang eh. Pero buti ka pa, man. Like, uh, ako, I had to... Ako, when I, when I had to go through the, you know, the corporate world... What, sana man lang there was Uniqlo. You know why? <laughs> I was stuck with fucking top man. <laughs> mahal, and mahal. everything was expensive. Everything was extra tight in places where they shouldn't be tight. Exactly. I mean, all due respect to top man. Pero parang <laughs> anytime I walk in there and they ask certain size man, I go XL. XL. <laughs> <laughs> like parang kahit an- I, don't, I don't need to see it. I don't need your sizing guide. If top man to, get me XL. Uh, I mean, I, I, so, ako, I had to suffer. Kasi, yeah, I, I, I like the skinny slacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like them fit. But I don't like them top man Skinny. <laughs> Iba yung top man skinny. Iba yung top man skinny. As in... Kahit regular fit nila, iba. Oh my God. As in... And the, yung... I remember like the button downs. Like... Puta ka... I, sorry. I mean like... <laughs> no matter... Siguro, siguro pati si Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Makoconscious <laughs> sa chan niya. Pag na top man button Parang, down siya. Parang if if you ever wanted to if you ever wanted to feel like ah, parang kailangan ko at kailangan ko ata mag-diet o kailangan yeah. ko ata mag-gym parang bili ka ng top man <laughs> tapos tapos bili ka ng ibang damit di parang okay naman ako ah parang okay pa naman ah the worst and, and the funny thing is like ako at work everyone either had top man and then Aldo shoes and so everything was uncomfortable I mean like my Pants were fucking tight. My shoe, my toes were dying. Anyway, um, so okay, so how about in, in Titan, bam, a PowerPoint? Um, yeah, yeah, especially you know, <laughs> ako notorious ako at the office. Eh. So say for example, lalo na ngayon, so every everyone's work from home, so we mm-hmm. do, you know, we do our weekly updates, you know, from all departments and all that. Um. We have a monthly town hall that you know everybody in the company is present for. 
Um, and you know, it's always okay. Everyone presents. All the other departments share sila ng screen, may mga mm-hmm. PowerPoint, may mga keynote sila and stuff like that. And then they go, okay, um, let's hear updates from brand. Uh, Nico, go ahead. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, everyone. Um, I'll just like parang say say what we have planned. No no screen, <laughs> no slides whatsoever. Which is ironic because we're the most visual um, apart from our design department, um, who sometimes I you know I speak for because we we work in collaboration with them. Kami pinaka visual na Like I'll say something like parang ah we'll 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 premiere a video this weekend. Walang storyboard. Iko kwento So uh, yeah, so that's uh, so that's another skill of mine that is uh, incredibly lacking uh, that I'm trying to work on. Ah man, I mean you know just you just talking about it like. Oh, I, I'm just so happy, you know, that that's why I wanted to get you on the pod. Because I I love it when someone who, you know, for years, you know, just does something because he loves it and somehow finds his way into a position where... Because most of the time, the things that we love, especially if you're an oddball... They, they're not the ones that they're, uh, you know, parang they're not the most financially, they're not the ones that are, that'll give you like the most financial security. Right, right, yeah. So I'm just so happy that like, you know, someone like you who's just a hoop junkie, you love basketball, you, 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 you live and breathe it. And now that's part of your job. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, um, Extreme fortune. It's obviously parang it's it's God at work um, that I was able to kind of stumble into it. Um, but and you know I, I I say this all the time. A, a lot of it is because of the people that you know I work with on on a daily basis. Um, and I think it's a lesson that sometimes some people learn the hard way, unfortunately. And parang even if you get into your dream company or your dream industry. Or your dream role, um, iba parin yung araw-araw sa opisine, um, because that's what I never had to experience on on the radio. Um, mm. I've been blessed that I've never had to be on a show with someone I, you know, really disliked. But even yeah. if even if I were, tatlong oras lang yun eh. Yeah, <laughs> oras yeah. lang yung radio show eh. Tas after, malala di man sila makita. If you're in an office and the people you work with are, you know, either sa maugale. Or yeah. are are lazy or kind of parang go behind your back, you know all of the office politics horror stories that everyone um, has heard of. Even if even if for example, parang you know even if siguro sa Disneyland ka nagtatrabaho, parang mm-hmm. medyo hassle pa rin yun if yung katrabaho mo ganon eh. Um, so I've I've been extremely extremely blessed uh, that the people that I do work with are. One, you know, a hundred times much more, you know, talented that I am that, at what they do. So that keeps me as as sharp as as possible. Because nakakahiya, nakakahiya talaga. Para okay, if you don't show up, if you don't bring your A game, well, you know what? Yung yung head ng merchandising namin hindi pumapal yun yun. Eh. Like parang kung sa so free throw shooting parang hindi parang parang mark price yung free throw shooting ng merchandising head namin parang hindi siya pumapal eh uh, you know our, our 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 director for for design who's one of my one of my best friends and 
um, designed the the collab shoe that we did with with Nike and and LeBron. Parang Nike ko lahat uh-huh. ng design. Nike ko lahat ng design niya. Lahat ng design niya malupit. Eh. Oh my god! So, so you know that that really and and you know and on the back end, they're such you know great gracious people. Um, and our bosses are are like that as well. You know, it, it's a really a culture that comes from them. So. Um, it uh, motivates you to kind of keep getting better at the job. So what would you say, though, to people who, you know, let's say they're in a situation that's not as, as, kumbaga, as perfect, uh, not perfect. Like, I mean, they're stuck in, you know, dreaming, daydreaming about their passion and daydreaming about, like, I wish that my passion was my day job or whatever. Mm-hmm. What would be your advice? Um, my my advice is to try and make sure you get to a place where you can afford to chase your passion. So if your day job right now isn't something you're passionate about, but it pays the bills, it keeps you fed, it provides for your family, then for as much as it's not fun or it's not something you love, it's still uh, at the end of the day a positive in your life. Daming tao walang trabaho eh. So my advice is to always to stay there for as long as you can and earn as much as you can, so that when you do chase your passion, you'll be able to actually literally afford it. Because a lot of the time, if you transition into chasing your passion, passion doesn't pay Mm -hmm. right away um Mm -hmm. so it's that so have like build up the bank because um you're going to need whether it's you know and not to get too practical with it but well if if you feel like okay my passion isn't gonna pay me my first two months my first three months these are questions you have to ask and you have to have answers to how long do i realistically anticipate chasing my passion but it not paying back if it's let's say, for example, six months, then you should have six months worth of, <laughs> of, of money set aside. Um, and then the other thing is, if you have a nine, and, and I tell people this all the time, if you have a nine to six that you don't like, then make sure that you're spending six to eight, you know, 6 p.m. to 8 a.m. working on what it is that you do like. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. So that, so that, it's like what you said with your music. Eh, right? like, it doesn't matter who you are, how well-connected you are, or how not connected you are. And if you get to a level where you are so good, it will be hard for people to, to deny it and to deny you opportunities. So that's what, uh, I, I think that's always my, my two pieces of advice. Um, because some passions, some passions we just don't chase, man. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I, I hate to be that guy to say it, but kahit mo pa yan kamahal, kahit ka pa passionate about it, if you don't feel like you can get to a level where you are above average or maybe even elite um, skill-wise or you don't have the work ethic for it, then it's not for you. Um, and you shouldn't be sacrificing a decent job to be chasing it. Yeah, and uh, just to add on that, I mean, I think it's also about um, because what what this podcast wants 
to promote is, you know, you choose to be happy. So for me, like, for example, your passion, like my passion was basketball. I never got, you know, parang I love basketball. But I decided that, you know, watching an NBA game on HD um, uh, or parang kumbaga, or playing 2K, like those are enough to, to, to satisfy that love. Right. So it right. was my conscious decision, you know, to, or for example, for music, you know, that's not my main livelihood, but um, I decided that I'll be happy with this. This, this right. will, this, and parang choosing where, because it, it doesn't necessarily, let's say you're a photographer, but you have a day job. You could actually, you know, if you, if you just change the, your perspective and try to fix how to be happy in that day job, which is my last question along is like, so let's say you're in a day job and it's not, it's not the best. It's not your, you don't, let's say you don't love making PowerPoints and whatever. Um, how do you, how do you fight that? How do you, how do you find happiness in that? Um, I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's a lot easier to say than it is to do obviously but um i and i've said this before you know i i said try as much as you can not to demonize something that is a means to an end for you um because because it affords you so many things um you know, and this is the assumption that what you're doing, you are fairly compensated for. I mean, if you're if you're working somewhere where you're being, where you feel like you know you're you're being abused, you're being underpaid, you're being taken advantage of, passion or no passion, leave. Just yeah. try to try to you know put yourself in a better situation. But um, those things aside, a, a good job and, and a fair paying job uh, affords you so many things, whether it's basic necessities or whether it's allowing you to save enough to buy that camera, to invest in that lens, to exactly. upgrade your guitar uh, maybe so that, you know, as, as you said, everything in moderation, passion included. Um, maybe, maybe you're not the next Jason Magbanwa, but mm. maybe you, you know, maybe you make a, you make a couple of home movies here and there, and, you know, keep yourself sharp and, you know, keep it as a hobby. Um, your day job allows for that. It, it it allows you to be able to spend on um, those those things that are are luxuries. So uh, I think it's that. I think that uh, there's a tendency, and I'm guilty of it too sometimes. So there's a tendency for us to, in the stress of the job, to be like, you know, ah, trabaho to. I hate it or whatever. Um, you know, as I said, Kenya, I I didn't you know necessarily come from much, um, but I I am aware if I stop working I stop eating. <laughs> so um I I stop buying ridiculous shoes that you know <laughs> is, is a vice for me. Um, Wait, so, so do you still buy shoes? Um is my fiance around? Uh, <laughs> not as much, not as to be honest with you, not as much. Um I'm 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 very fortunate to, you know, be um, affiliated with 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 Nike, um, and you know they 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 support they support me. Um, but when you when you work with the shoes so much, um, a lot of the time seeing them in the office, and you know our department's in charge of 
taking photos, mm-hmm. uh, making videos, creating campaigns around shoes. So, minsan, it's, minsan, minsan okay na yun. Minsan, mm-hmm. for me, parang okay na yun. Makita ko na tong shoe na to. <laughs> parang tatlong araw ko nang pinipicturean tong sapatos na to. Okay na. Uh, hindi na ako, ano, hindi na ako ganun ka, hindi na ako ganun ka, uh, don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, man. This 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 was really fun. Um, and we're gonna have Nico back on. Um, he's gonna be on Wake Up with Jimin Sab. He's gonna talk about his love life. But thanks, man. Thank you for joining and thank you for being the first guest on Happy Dad. Oh wow! Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm extremely flattered, and uh, I, I I can't wait to to bring Bea in and talk to you and Sab. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks.